This is the Music History Today podcast for March 3rd. On today's show, we have Tone Loke, U2, and Van Halen. First up, though, as everybody else reminds you, please hit that thumbs up button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a comment, and share the podcast if you're listening to the audio version or if you're watching this video on YouTube or Spotify video. They tell me it helps with the algorithm. Now, with all that said, let's get to what happened on this date in music history. On this date in 1931, the United States Congress declared Francis Scott Key's song, The Star-Spangled Banner, to be the U.S. National Anthem. In 1931, same day, Cap Calloway recorded his song, Minnie the Moocher. In 1955, Elvis Presley performed on television for the first time. In 1965, Eric Clapton played with the Yardbirds for the last time. In 1966, the group Buffalo Springfield was formed. In 1967, the Jeff Beck group with Rod Stewart played live for the first time. In 1971, the apartheid-controlled South African Broadcasting Corp. decided to start playing Beatles music after having banned the band from their airwaves for a number of years. In 1978, Whitesnake played live for the first time. On that same day, Van Halen went on their first world tour. In 1981, U2 started their first U.S. tour. In 1989, Madonna's music video for the song Like a Prayer debuted on MTV. The controversy about the video led to Pepsi pulling the commercial that they had debuted with her just the night before, just in case you thought for some reason that cancel culture was actually a new thing, it is not. In 1991, the tabloid TV show Hard Copy ran a story where they showed video of what they said was a ritual killing of someone on a farm in Michigan. It was actually the band Nine Inch Nails filming their music video for the song Down In It off of their album Pretty Hate Machine. In 1995, Bill Berry of R.E.M. had surgery for a brain aneurysm, and on that same day, Roberta Flack's apartment was broken into by a stalker. In 2006, Gary Glitter started a three-year prison sentence for having sex with minors. In 2017, Nickelback became the first Canadian group to sell 10 million copies of an album. That album was All the Right Reasons. And in 2019, HBO aired part one of the Michael Jackson documentary, Leaving Neverland, which led to radio stations taking his music off their airwaves, at least until the controversy died down, that is. Albums that were released on March 3rd include in 1967 when the Walker Brothers released the album Images. In 1968, Laura Nero released Eli and the 13th Confession. In 1972, Stevie Wonder released the classic music of My Mind, Gary Glitter released Glitter, and Martha Reeves and the Vandellas released Black Magic. In 1977, Bat Company released Burnin' Sky. In 1978, Patti Smith released Easter, and Frank Zappa released Zappa in New York. The next year, 1979, Frank Zappa was at it again. He released Chic Your Booty. In 1986, Metallica released the classic album Master of Puppets. On that same day, the supergroup The Firm released Mean Business. 
1987, Boogie Down Productions, BDP, released Criminal Minded. In 1989, De La Soul released the classic album Three Feet High and Rising. On that same day, Triumph released Classics. In 1992, David Byrne released Uh-Oh. On that same day, The Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy released Hypocrisy is the Greatest Luxury. Also, Chic released Chicism. In 1997, Apollo 440 released Electro Glide in Blue. On that same day, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds released The Boatman's Call, and U2 released Pop. In 1998, Madonna released her album Ray of Light. In 2008, Duffy released her debut album Rock Fairy. The Black Crows released War Paint. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds released the album Dig Lazarus Dig. Also in 2008, Chubbawamba's album The Boy Bands Have Won broke the record for longest album title when it was released on this date at 160 words. For the record, the official album title is... The boy bands have won, and all the copyists, and the tribute bands, and the TV talent show producers have won. If we allow our culture to be shaped by mimicry, whether for lack of ideas or from exaggerated respect, you should never try to freeze culture. What you can do is recycle that culture, take your older brother's hand-me-down jacket and restyle it, refashion it to the point where it becomes your own. But don't just regurgitate creative history or hold art and music and literature as fixed, untouchable, and kept under glass. The people who try to quote-unquote guard any particular form of music are, like the copyists and the manufactured bands, doing it for the worst disservice because the only thing that you can do to music that will damage it is not change it, not make it your own. Because then it dies, then it's over, then it's done, and the boy bands have won. Thankfully, they all went with the boy bands have won as the official title. But wow, 160 words. There you go. In 2009, U2 released No Line on the Horizon. In 2010, the Gorillas released their album Plastic Beach. Singles that were released on March 3rd include in 1969 when James Taylor released his classic song Carolina in My Mind. In 1969, same day, the Beach Boys released I Can Hear Music. In 1972, the Osmond Brothers released Down by the Lazy River in Great Britain. In 1979, Frank Zappa released Bobby Brown Goes Down. In 1979, same day, Foreigner released the song Women. In 1986, Julian Lennon released Stick Around. In 1990, Tom Petty released A Face in the Crowd. In 1992, Soundgarden released Rusty Cage. In 1999, Maxwell released Fortunate. In 2000, Madonna released American Pie. And in 2017, Ed Sheeran released Happier. 
In classical music in 1794, Joseph Hayden premiered his 101st Symphony in D. In 1842, Felix Mendelssohn premiered his Third Symphony, also known as the Scottish Symphony. In 1895, George Bizet premiered his opera Carmen. And in 1944, Samuel Barber's Second Symphony premiered. In theater in 1975, the Broadway show Good Time Charlie opened. In 1985, the Broadway show My One and Only closed. And in 1994, the revival of the musical Damn Yankees opened on Broadway. And in award ceremonies that were held on March 3rd, in 1957, the Netherlands won the Eurovision Song Contest. In 1973, the album version of George Harrison's charity concert, The Concert for Bangladesh, won Album of the Year at that year's Grammy Awards. And in 1975, Barbra Streisand won at the first People's Choice Awards. Before we get to the births and passings, we'd like to tell you that we've rebooted the Music Halls of Fame podcast, where we honor a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with who we think should be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we also honor another Music Hall of Fame or Walk of Fame. The new full podcast will be released every Thursday, along with extra segments that will be released almost daily on our YouTube channel. You can find the Music Halls of Fame podcast on its own channel on YouTube or search the Music Halls of Fame podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Links to the podcasts are also in the show notes. Now, back to the Music History Today podcast. Artists who were born on March 3rd include singer Camila Cabello, Willie Chambers of the Chamber Brothers, Mike Pender of the Searchers, Reese Styles of the Tubes, singer Jennifer Warnes, Singer Robin Hitchcock, rapper Tone Loke, singer John Carter Cash, musician Lil Flip, rapper 88 Keys, John Bingham of Fishbone, singer Stacy Orico, Ronan Keating of Boyzone, Scott Lerner of Anastasia Screamed, bassist Tiruo Nakamura, Clark Burroughs of the Hilos, blues singer Junior Parker, John Lilly of the Hooters, Dave Amato of Ario Speedwagon, bluegrass musician Doc Watson, jazz bassist Jimmy Garrison, singer Buzzy Linhart, Snow White of Thin Lizzy, folk singer Paul Clayton, blues singer John Primer, singer Todd Fink, opera star Roberta Alexander, opera tenor Robert Nagy, producer Jeremy Zucker, rapper Montana of 300, violinist Brett Yang, and singer Ryan Met. Artists who unfortunately passed away on March 3rd include composer Gregor Werner, who passed away in 1766 at the age of 73. Composer Nicola Porcopora passed away in 1768 at the age of 81. Composer Johann Toeschi passed away in 1800 at the age of 64. Violinist Franz Vechner passed away in 1822 at the age of 81. Violinist Giovanni Viotti passed away in 1824 at the age of 70. Pianist Sidney Smith passed away in 1889 at the age of 49. Composer Cyril Radzira passed away in 1926 at the age of 58. Pianist Julius Epstein passed away in 1926 at the age of 93. 
pianist Eugene D'Albert passed away in 1932 at the age of 67. Composer Norman O'Neill passed away in 1934 at the age of 58. Cabaret singer Koos Spieghoff was killed in a bombing raid towards the end of World War II in 1945 at the age of 75. Songwriter Antonin Artaud passed away in 1948 at the age of 51. Pianist Paul Wittgenstein passed away in 1961 at the age of 72. Musicologist Carlo Gatti passed away in 1965 at the age of 88. Composer George Longu passed away in 1967 at the age of 66. Composer Alfred Sendry passed away in 1976 at the age of 92. Flamenco guitarist Carlos Montoya passed away in 1993 at the age of 89. Composer Cyril Collard passed away in 1993 at the age of 35. Folk singer Carol Cairol passed away in 1994 at the age of 49. Composer Finn Hofding passed away in 1997 at the age of 97. Songwriter Jackson C. Frank passed away in 1999 at the age of 56. Composer Tony Ortelli passed away in 2000 at the age of 95. Country music songwriter Harlan Howard passed away in 2002 at the age of 74. Composer Gofredo Petrassi passed away in 2003 at the age of 98. Guitarist Charlie Hodge of Elvis Presley's Memphis Mafia passed away in 2006 at the age of 71. Opera singer Giuseppe Di Stefano passed away in 2008 at the age of 86. Beatles engineer Norman Hurricane Smith passed away in 2008 at the age of 85. Pianist Dudley Big Tiny Little Jr. passed away in 2010 at the age of 79. Composer Aldo Clementi passed away in 2011 at the age of 85. Aldo was also a teacher at the University of Bologna from 1971 to 1992. Ronnie Montrose of Montrose and also Gamma committed suicide from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in 2012 at the age of 64. Accordionist Frank Marocca passed away in 2012 at the age of 81. Bobby Rogers of the Miracles passed away from diabetes in 2013 at the age of 73. Singer Tommy Page was found dead from an apparent suicide in 2017 at the age of 46. He may have killed himself actually a few days earlier. Jazz pianist Misha Mengelberg passed away in 2017 at the age of 81. Ukulele player Lyle Ritz passed away in 2017 at the age of 87. The man nicknamed the godfather of surf music, songwriter of the Safari's hit surf music song Wipeout, Mr. Jim Fuller passed away in 2017 at the age of 69. The drummer of Veronica Falls and also Boys Forever, Mr. Patrick Doyle, passed away in 2018 at the age of 32. And organist Peter Herford passed away in 2019 at the age of 88. And that is it for the Music History Today podcast for March 3rd. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, 
or if you're watching this on YouTube or Spotify video. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast. And if you like this podcast and you want more of our podcasts, then I invite you to check out our Music Halls of Fame podcast in either audio or video form. It drops every single Thursday. You can listen to the audio version of this podcast on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcasts from, all under Music History Today. You can also watch the video version of this podcast on either YouTube or Spotify Video, also under Music History Today. Our Facebook page is Music History Today. Our website is jamaritaniamedia.com. And our Twitter is twitter.com backslash musichistoryday. Thank you very, very much for listening or watching. Music